0: Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Good morning, South Florida. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Sirius XM channel 80 as well on your smart speaker. Wherever you want to get us this morning, by all means, be a part of this as we remind you just how right we have been about the Miami Heat in this series. (laughs) 888-SAY-ESPN, we would like to hear from you today at 888-729-3776 after what was... Embarrassing is a word that comes to mind. Atrocious is another word that comes to mind. Yep. Uh, soft, um, non-existent. I, really, if I were to go to the dictionary or, more appropriately, uh, a thesaurus right now, I could find plenty of words to describe just how awful the Miami Heat were last night and how
2: this series is over, even though it's 2-2. Too too. Here's what I'll say, Carlin. In watching the post-game press conference and listening to what Eric Spolstra has to say— I don't know that I can be on board with his commentary. He was suggesting that the Miami Heat are every bit as capable of making the game go sideways for the Boston Celtics like we've seen Boston do to Miami in games 2 and 4, and I just haven't seen that at any point this series. I mean, if you want to argue game 3, okay, that's great, uh-huh. but Boston only lost game 3 by 7 by 6 points, excuse me, and they cut it to 1 within 3 minutes to go. So I don't know that Miami is capable of dictating the complexion of the game in the same fashion that Boston can when they're playing at their best. I don't know that Miami has answers on the offensive end to the degree that we've seen from Boston in terms of the different guys that can score the basketball. I I just don't see those things. So while I have all the respect for Eric Spolster in the world, I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. I I just don't see it. And I'm wondering now – Is him talking to the media, him trying to instill some level of confidence in his team, understanding what he's dealing with and what this series is turning out to be? I don't know if he is. I honestly don't know if he is. And we've heard
1: so many people over the last couple of days... Just talk about the intangibles of the Miami Heat. You guys can't
0: teach heart.
1: Teach talent. Can't teach heart. Actually, you can't teach talent, and your team had absolutely no heart last night when you show up and get embarrassed like you do in situations like that. I I'm sorry. That was one of those cases where if you are a team that is the one that is always, you know, the sum is better than the individual parts yes. like the heat are supposed to be last night in no way did you show that and you can't sit here and tell me well we've still got home court the rest of the way is there anything that would suggest that the celtics are not capable of going down to miami and winning a game when they have already done that when they went on the road last series, what did they win three games on the road last series yeah yeah so please look for a reason but you're not going to find a legitimate one and your team with five starters who combined for 18 points last night. Yep. The first time that's happened in 50 years. They weren't even keeping records of what starters did before that, and you did that last night. Please tell me
2: how you expect this to change. Well, here's the thing, Carla. Let's go ahead and play this out, right? Because we've acknowledged that Boston is really good after losses. They're 13-3 since the calendar turned to 2022 after a loss, yep. So I mean, they're really, really good. So and the in the postseason, they're winning by an average of eighteen after the loss. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Which is tied. Which is fourth all time yep. in the playoffs. So here's what I'll say: If Miami goes down to, to 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 their to their home court and they win Game Five, then you're talking about Boston winning Game Six at TD Garden. It's Game Seven in this series. What do we talk about when it comes to Game Sevens, elimination games? Your stars gotta step up and play big. Who are the stars for the Miami Heat? There's one guy. There's one guy, and his health is compromised. He wasn't the same guy. He was minus 30 in 27 minutes last night. He's not the same guy. Now maybe can't now, now maybe he's gonna find a way to to be able to bounce back and have, you know, a Jimmy Butler typical playoff performance, which is averaging what, twenty-nine points? If he's dropped twenty-nine points, thirty points. Maybe he's capable of doing that and locking down on the defensive end. But Carlin, Nick Ferdell's mentioned it. He said that Jimmy Butler talked about it in the post-game press conference as it's not a problem. And anytime Jimmy talks about something, it usually is a problem. So you have to be concerned about what version of Jimmy Butler is going to show up. And if you get the guy that you saw last night for the remainder of the series, you got no shot of winning this series, period.
1: And they didn't even have the guy that really is the engine for what they do offensively last night in Marcus Smart. And I know that the Heat didn't have Tyler Hero. But he hasn't done enough in this series anyway. No. It's, he's been a disappointment to me in the postseason. It's, it, it's off the charts, which is why when you hear statements like this from Heat fans like yesterday. You guys picked Boston because you said Jason Tatum is the best player in the series. Not. Uh, who is? I'm sorry. What did I miss? Because I saw the best player in the series show up last night after a terrible performance, not denying that, in yep. game three, and he took control of that game. Now, I would argue, if you want to say something in favor of the Heat, the Celtics need to be able to show that they can play with prosperity consistently now that they have played like that last night. Because they can have a no-show game, but it isn't because of the opponent. It's because of what they do and when they screw it up and when they turn
2: it over. Yeah, but here's the thing, if you're a Celtics fan that you have in your favor... You got Marcus Smart coming back at some point. In this yes. Series, and he's going to be a shot in the arm in terms of energy, effort, focus, toughness. Like that's what Marcus Smart brings to the table when he's at his best. So you lean on that. You lean on the fact that you haven't had all of the guys in your top seven in your rotation available to you in any point this series. At some point, hopefully that changes for him. But even if it doesn't, here's the thing, Carlin, you know you can beat the doors off of Miami. Yep. And you did it in game two, you get it in game four. So I I don't I look at this series and I think that the Miami Heat, they have to look at it as they're up against it. And I just don't know where they're gonna get the offense from. Defensively, we know what they're capable of. Offensively, I got some big questions about it, and I don't know where the relief is coming from.
1: You get your opportunity in one minute at 888 Say ESPN as a Miami Heat fan, or even if you're just a casual observer of the series like we are, with absolutely no rooting interest in this, to tell us why you still have a belief and why we are out of line with anything that we have said this entire series. 888-729- 3776. First though, you need to hear from Stephen A who summed it up brilliantly post-game last night. Pathetic and moribund and absolutely
0: god-awful. Uh, I guess you could give defense, uh, the bosses' defense credit for that, but there is no excuse whatsoever for a number one seed in a conference, a team that won 53 games this year, a team that is vying for a championship and in the Eastern Conference Finals. Five starters have no excuse for combining for 18 points in a 48-minute game. That is beyond pathetic. It's one of those things where they should literally seek permission to get back to South Beach
1: for crying out loud. They shouldn't even be allowed being that damn awful. Like if somebody in air traffic control was watching the game, maybe you don't let them land. Maybe you make them go fly to Fort Lauderdale. Maybe you make them go fly to Jacksonville and bust your way home.
2: No doubt about it. But one of the other things that's understated about what we saw in Game 4 was just how dominant Boston was in the paint. Not only on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. I mean, you're talking about them outscoring Miami by 10 points in the paint, but then also them having 21 more rebounds than the Miami Heat. And that's attributed to Robert Williams and Al Horford, who I thought was amazing last night uh-huh. in terms of his activity, jumping on the glass, being able to block shots, all of those different things. Like, that, if those two guys play the way that we saw last night... It's going to be tough for the Heat to have a counter to that because they just don't have the front line size that Boston does when they have Robert Williams and Al Horford in the lineup at the same time, not to mention Jason Tatum played with three. Think about that. You're talking about three guys that are 6'9 plus. You don't have the ability to match nope. up with that if you're Miami. Mm-mm. And that was on display last night. Charles is
1: up next trying to set us straight. He's on ESPN Radio. Charles, you're on with Canty and Carlin in for Greenie.
0: What's up, gentlemen? How y'all doing today? Good. So listen, listen, I'm not I'm not trying to set you straight. I'm a, I'm a LeBron James fan, so I don't have a, you know, I'm just watching it as a casual observer. Mm-hmm. But here's what I find interesting. The series is 2-2. So now it's best out of three. When you hear everybody, most people talk, you would think the series is 3-0. Now I know, I agree, Boston is a better team overall. But I also think... The Suns was a better team than the Mavs overall. I'm saying that to say this: Miami could win game five at home, right? And then we'll probably say, "Okay, that means it's probably going to go seven. As we see, when it's a game seven, is anybody's game because anything can happen in a one-game series.
1: And if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas, my friend. Yeah,
2: but here's the thing that no, he's no, bit-
0: no. But so see, you say that. You say that. But mm-hmm. but we've seen this happen often enough times where there's a team, it's two two, everybody thinking it's one team is all that. Next thing you know it's game seven again, Mavs and Suns. No, listen, I get happened. that.
1: But this this series was not as that series was a little bit more balanced in terms of the talent because the best
2: player on the floor in that team, in that series, was Luka Doncic. That's what that's what the whole point was. That's why I was running, willing to dismiss the Dallas Mavs in that series, even though they went down 0-2. They had the best player on the court. And in that Game 7, what did that best player do? He outscored the Phoenix Suns in the first half by himself. Yep. So, I mean, that's the point. In this series with the Heat and the Celtics – Who's the best player, Carla? Between the Heat and the Celtics, I would say Jason, Jason the best Tatum. Jason Tatum is the best player. Exactly. Yeah. So if we do get to a game seven, I have a lot more confidence in Jason Tatum than I do anybody on the Miami Heat team, especially given the Jimmy Butler knee injury. So I don't understand why all of these people want to call in with these excuses as to why Miami should be favored, when in reality it's a best of three series and a more talented team. Is here's where I would really have trouble last night's sleeping if I were a Miami Heat fan. Derek
1: White destroyed me out of the gate, and I could never recover. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a big-time problem. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they're always your battery solution get in the zone auto zone canty and carlin in for Greeny on espn radio speaking of the mavericks is there any reason to believe that maybe they have a chance to hang on in the western conference finals we tell you in moments on espn radio ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only
3: exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy greenie
1: the podcast micah parsons may be great at football Mm. Maybe stick to that. Oh, he's terrible with his sports takes. We explain in 20 seconds. It is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. You pointed this out during the break. The Cowboys outstanding defensive player who's about to turn 23 years old.
2: Carlin, maybe the best defensive player in all of football. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like it's. Between him and Aaron Donald. Yep. I'm just saying, maybe the best defensive player in football. I'm still going
1: AD, but that's for right now.
2: He's, he's right that there. Change. He's right there. Absolutely. He's terrible with his sports takes. Lay it out there for him. No, so he, of course, we were watching game three. Everybody was watching game three of Mavs Warriors. And I guess Michael Parsons was in attendance at the game mm-hmm. and decided to take to Twitter to express how much he appreciated the greatness that he was watching in one Steph Curry. So he says, bro, I can't cap. We miss watching Jordan, but I promise you in 20 years, y'all not going to be able to tell me Steph Curry wasn't the greatest point guard ever. I watched this man live. So this is, again, somebody else coming out and saying Steph Curry is the greatest point guard the game has ever seen. So we're just going to completely dismiss Magic Johnson and all of this. But, But here's the other part that makes it sound even more crazy. Yeah. Michael Parsons was born in 1999. Michael Jordan... His last two years in the NBA, he played with the Washington Wizards. That was o one o two o two o three. Yeah, Michael Parsons was what three four years old. Yeah, so I, you you watched Wizards Michael Jordan play live. Stop. And you're you're going to you're going to bring that up. Stop. When talking about Steph Curry, Let, stop 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 yourself, Michael yeah. Parsons. Like we love you as a defensive player. You're you're an awesome. Football player, you don't. There ain't the- too many guys out there that play football better than you, Michael Parsons. <laughs> but I'm gonna need for you to chill out with the sports takes, lead that to the professionals because right now you sound crazy, bro. Oh, yeah, and listen, I love Steph Curry. He's revolutionized the game of basketball. Top, Top 10, ten player favorite. of all time. Well, well, I need to see how this postseason ends before I put him in there. Well, he's there for me. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's there. He's right there. Yeah. He's in that conversation. But the best point guard ever. I mean, first yeah. of all, if you're one of the best point guards ever. That means that you're a good distributor of the basketball.
1: I mean, are, are we, we never, when you think of him, we don't you never think, think of a point guard. You no, think of one of the great shooters no, to ever play the man. game. It's not the best that. ever.
2: You never think about that. I mean, listen, Steph Curry for his career is averaging six and a half assists. Would you like to know what Magic Johnson averaged during his career? Over 11. Yeah. So there's, the, there's a difference with that. Like, he's not like, I get it because he, we have that. That position label on him. People want to compare him to other point guards. Steph Curry is a scorer. He's one of the greatest scorers. He's the greatest shooter the game has ever seen. But we got to stop with the cap about how he's the greatest point guard ever because that's just not true. Yeah, and and just on the Jordan
1: thing, please stop. Please, you you your earliest memory of Jordan might be Jordan going nine of thirty against Kyle Korver and the Sixers. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, oh Micah. My God. So yeah. settle down. What, saying that you saw Jordan play is not watching the Last Dance. That's not. Yeah, that the doesn't same count. Thing. That
2: doesn't count. Like I actually watched it when he crossed up Brian Russell to hit that shot in Game Six. I actually watched it live. I remember that. Yes, that as was. I peak, do too. That was peak Jordan. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like like there's levels to this. And although I can appreciate the greatness of Steph Curry, I don't think there'll be anybody. That says that Steph Curry, in terms of his overall greatness, is even close to where Jordan is.
1: I will always be annoyed with Jordan for not letting that shot with the hand in the air be the last memory that we have of him. I, I will always be annoyed that he came back and played for the Wizards. That's how I wanted to remember it. He set it up perfectly. He couldn't do it any better. Yep. And instead, he ends up coming back a couple of years later and playing for the
2: Wizards. I know. But yeah, come it was, on, yeah, Michael. But he was so great, though, Carlin. I know. He had the right to do it the way he wanted to do it. That's how it played out. 888-SAY-ESPN,
1: 888-729-3776. Heat fans, Gus. He is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Gus. How you doing, guys?
0: Um, can't listen to your partner? Last year, after Phoenix beat the Bucks, the first two games, verbatim, what he said about the Bucks is what he's saying about the Heat. So to me, the Heat are a lock. No,
1: it's not the verbatim. The Bucks
0: had Giannis.
1: Yeah, I, I, I I'll be what fair. Are I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you exactly what I said early in the playoffs last year about Giannis. I was not impressed with Giannis early in the playoffs, but obviously he was amazing the rest of the way. They were down two games to none. He was brilliant, and he is now the best player in the game. So I was wrong with that take. When we were giving the bad takes earlier, at the moment I wasn't impressed with him. Now Giannis is obviously the best player in the game. But, I was wrong there. But Carl, this, not wrong. But not Carla, wrong. He,
2: here's the deal, though, man. And here's why you're not wrong for being skeptical of Giannis. Like, am back-to-back MVP seasons, you're talking about this guy getting to the conference finals and being ousted and then also getting to the semifinals and being ousted. You can understand why it'd be hard to buy into him until he actually got to the NBA finals and did it. And if he's down 0-2 to the Phoenix Suns, you're like, well, maybe Giannis just can't do it. In the biggest stages, the game has to offer. Let me tell you Maybe is. that maybe that's what it is. But he got rid of that. Giannis eliminated that last offseason. That's gone now. I don't see anybody on the Miami Heat that have the ability to elevate the pieces around them. Certainly Giannis way. is not on that team. No, no. Not no, by any no, stretch. No, Jimmy Butler has 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 partly like he can do that to some degree, but not to the level that Giannis does. No. There's levels to
1: this, man. No, and no. And we no.
2: have to acknowledge that. I don't understand why everybody keeps riding for the Miami Heat. Let's just be objective about it and talk about it from a basketball standpoint. The Boston Celtics have more margin for error. Why? Because they're a more talented team. Speaking of which,
1: more talented team, is there any reason whatsoever to think that the Mavericks can stretch
2: this series out a little bit more? Hell no. Hell no. This series is over. And here's here's the crazy thing, Carlin, because I see everybody jumping on this bandwagon now. Oh, the Mavs have to win. They're at home. They're gonna win game four. Mm. They're desperate. No, they're not. They're not going to win game four. You know why? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson are on the verge of going to their sixth NBA Finals and having a chance to win their fourth championship. And those guys, because they've been there, done that, got the hat and the t-shirt, had the parade, they understand the importance of having a week's worth of rest. Exactly. Going into the NBA Finals, where you're looking at a series between Celtics and Heat that potentially could go six or seven games.
1: The NBA Finals begin June 2nd. You think... That at this juncture in their careers, those guys aren't sniffing a week off and thinking, dear God, this is a heck of an opportunity for us to go and win another championship and to get rested between now and
2: then. And to also get healthy, too. Lest lest we not forget, GP2 with the fractured elbow Mm -hmm. has returned to doing basketball activities. Exactly. Give him an opportunity.
1: Listen, I don't even know if he'll be able to come back. Even if he's not, the rest of that group, just being older. Just getting a chance to rest and be ready for the finals. And, and listen, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, even if the series goes seven, let those two teams in the Celtics and the Heat kill each other, beat up on each other. That's fine. Let, let them do that. We'll be good sitting at home and watching. It's not going to go six, or it's not going to go seven, rather. It's going to be over in six. But, here's the, told thing. You but, all but
2: here's the thing, Colin. The other thing that nobody is talking about with the Mavs being down 0-3, all of the pressure now is going to be on... Those role players. We know Luka Doncic is going to be great. We mm-hmm. know he can drop 40 in his sleep. It just so happens that every time he does drop 40 this postseason, his team loses. But that's neither here nor there. We know he's going to score. He's going to get his. Are those other guys all of a sudden going to play better, going to shoot better when there's more pressure? Are we going to see Reggie Bullock do better than his 0-for-10 performance? Him and Kleber were awful the other night. Are we going to see Kleber play better? Yeah. Are we going to see all of Dwight Powell? Are we going to see any of those other role players play better? I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, he might be a factor. Jalen Brunson, he might be a factor. But all of the other guys that the Mavs are gonna be depending on, are they gonna step up? Can they play? Davis Bertans, is he gonna play better? No. Not when there's more pressure, not when you're facing an elimination
1: game. And the other night. The other night you won the game when all three of those top guys played well. Yeah. You still won the game because everybody else was I'm not gonna say they don't have a chance to win tonight. I just expect that Golden State will win tonight. Oh, I think they step on their necks and get it over. Right,
2: bro. Who raised y'all? Who, raised, Who y'all? raised y'all?
1: That was what we got yesterday. Wow. That was
2: absolutely what we got yesterday.
0: You guys can't teach heart. Teach talent can't teach heart.
2: Who raised y'all? I tell you what, after this series, the Heat fans are going to be calling the Celtics fans their daddy. <laughs> How about that? 888
1: CESPN, your last chance. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. My friend, school's out for summer, but if your business is running outdated software, you'll never get a break. The manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and... More, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program, so graduating has never been easier. Head to netsuite.com slash That's netsuite.com slash g-r-e-e-n-y. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Up next... Some NFL players have decided to skip OTAs. Is that a big deal? Mm-hmm. Someone thinks so. You'll hear from
3: them next. Canty and Carlin for Greenie on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out. Stay top of mind and see big results fast. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greenie, the podcast.
1: And Carlin on ESPN Radio. Heat Nation check it in. Good to see somebody actually show up, unlike your team last night. Here's Roy in San Antonio up next on ESPN Radio. Roy, what's going on, buddy?
0: Miami, you Okay. I don't know what you guys are looking at. You guys could be 100% healthy, and you still wouldn't
3: beat the Celtics.
0: And you know what else? I have never been a Celtics fan. I can't stand the Celtics, but guess what? They are a better team. I'm humble enough to see. I don't have a, a, a hand in this game, but I can see perfectly fine. Celtics are strong. They're going to give the Warriors some trouble, and that's going to be the series. But Miami, It'll be the series, but
1: at. the problem with the Heat fans is, and I think this has been the case with, with Miami for the longest time, for As long as Riley has been down there, uh, this mentality of the fan base has always been thinking about the sum being greater than the the parts individually. And outside of the LeBron years, uh, I get it because they have a lot of success during the regular season, but it doesn't mean you're the best team. And the Heat... Even though they were the best team during the regular season, from a record standpoint, we know they're not the best team.
2: Yeah, and what happened in the other conference with the team that had the best record in the regular season? Yeah. They got bounced in the second round by the Dallas Mavs, and nobody will sit here and tell you that they think the Mavs are a better team, but the Mavs had the better player in Luka Doncic, and that ultimately decided the series. Well, we're saying the same thing for the Boston Celtics. They have the best player in this series. And I don't think it's all that close. Now, Jimmy Butler turns it up a notch once we get to the postseason. But we've talked about it, Carlin. Jimmy Butler had to miss, what, half of the game in Game 3? You're talking about him being out? I mean, I mean, him not being out, but him being hobbled in Game 4 with the knee injury? Like, mm-hmm. th- you're not getting the same Jimmy Butler that we've seen throughout the course of this playoffs. If, so, I don't know how you can expect that this team is going to be capable of being able to compete with Boston. If he's on the court... And Jimmy Butler is not making an excuse for himself.
1: You shouldn't be either. There's no need to make an excuse for Jimmy Butler from the health standpoint. He is somebody that is a terrific player, but he's not the best player in this series at all. And if he's not at 100%, that puts you even further behind the eight ball. That puts you even further behind the
2: eight. No question about it, which is why I don't think the Miami Heat have much of a chance to be able to win this series. They just don't have enough on the offensive end to keep pace with the scoring from Boston. I get being a fan, but there are times that you have to be able to look at things
1: objectively and understand where you are. And in the pecking order here, you're behind. More of the Heat fans getting their opportunity to take shots at us if you want to, but I think today... (laughs) She's going to be on the other foot. It's our time today. Canty and Carlin in for Greenie on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited Plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Here's when you know you may—not that I didn't know already— yeah, maybe a, even a little bit more overweight than you realize. Like I actually, at one point, my gums and my cheeks are so fat that my cheek got in the way of me speaking. <laughs> like that just—that's a problem, right? That's there. a problem, big fella. In eight minutes, we will check in with Mike Tannenbaum on players skipping OTAs. First, though, Dwell is up next on the phone lines. Dwell, you're on ESPN Radio with Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, what's up?
4: Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay. I just... First of all, let me say, Chris Candy, thank you. I am the biggest Giants fan. My man. I want to say that. (laughs) Uh, Chris, I love you. I listen all the time. It's actually my first time calling. Appreciate that. Well, I just don't understand how y'all can say the series is over when Boston hasn't been consistent yet. They win after they lose, yes but 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 actually,
1: but they, they have been consistent in that they have won twelve of the sixteen quarters that have been played and tied in another one, so when you say they haven't been consistent, losing the other the other day in game three was bad, but they had a terrible quarter, and they cut it to a one point game.
2: They had a chance to win the game, yeah, and that's the thing that I think is worth. Uh, noting when you start talking about the quarters and the disparity between how many quarters the seeds have won versus the Heat, it shows you the complexion of the series and that Boston is a better team at more points throughout the course of the four games that have been played than Miami has been. Now, the two quarters where Miami blew the doors off of them ended up being the differences in games one and three, but ultimately what this comes down to is Boston having better personnel, more talent, and being on par with Miami defensively. Miami struggles to score the basketball. Whether Even if you don't have Tyler Hero, even if you have Jimmy Butler in the lineup, with Kyle Lowry, they struggle to score the basketball, and that has been a problem for them throughout the course of these playoffs. Think about it. Go back to that Philadelphia Sixers series. Mm-hmm. Th- th- there was one game where they scored less than 80 points. Yep. I mean, th- th- that's the reality of where the Miami Heat are offensively, and at this stage in the postseason, I just don't know if that's going to be good enough in order to win a series against a team as talented as Boston and get you to the NBA For the Heat fans that are expecting them to be able to play like it's the late
1: 1990s, mm, that's a problem. It's not going to happen. That's not how you're going to win. Charles, up next on the phone lines on ESPN Radio. Charles, what do you got?
0: All right, this is what I got. First of all, I love you guys. Uh, Listening to you on Greeny is real dope because I uh, deliver fuel to farmers, so it keeps me going throughout the day. Appreciate that. I'm going to take a song. I got. Um, I don't have 99 problems, but heat fans are one. Stop <laughs> complaining. Just stop. I mean, there's no reason for it. Game three, PJ Tucker played great. deal, Jason Tatum. Like I literally stopped doing because I'm stopped doing schoolwork just to watch this game. The game yesterday, totally different ball game. I mean, they just need to stop. Boston has the better team. They got more depth, and their bench is insane. And then with White, when he came back, he just destroyed them. I mean, my man, he had a baby, you know, so he was feeling it. So they, the Heat fans just need to stop. They wouldn't. They're a good team. But they're not a great team. Boston's a great team.
2: Yeah, they're a good little team that had a good little season, Carlos. Yeah. Nicely done. We're not going to begrudge Miami. They they had the best regular season record in the Eastern Conference, and they made it to the Conference Finals. Good on them. But that's probably where the story's going to end for Miami, barring any injuries that are unforeseen. And with this series, we can't discount that, because this has been a hell of a series in terms of the physicality, the intensity. Every time you look up, somebody's on the floor. Somebody's falling on the ground. Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart getting his ankle rolled or Robert Williams being out or Tyler Hero with the groin, Jimmy Butler with the knee, Kyle Lowry. I mean, the list goes on and on in terms of the injuries that these two teams have had to deal with. Yeah, But if you're talking about key guys being out, What team do you have the most confidence in that can overcome the loss of a player? Well, the much deeper team, and that's the Boston Celtics. That's my point. So even if you're looking at it on the injury front, you have to give Boston the nod. So I don't want to disrespect the Miami Heat, but I just don't look at them as good of a team as Boston. Now, they're a well-coached team. They typically give a lot of great effort. But throughout the course of this series, we're seeing – that Boston is the better team. Boston won by 25 and 20 points in their wins. It's been a good
1: little season for you. Like the little engine that it could. It's been nice. It won a couple games here. It's good. Yeah. Really a lot to work with. Yeah. Brad, up next on ESPN Radio. Brad, what's going
0: on? Uh, all good. I had a question. Uh, when Milwaukee paid the Celtics, who won more quarters? <laughs> and the answer is, I don't know. Because you don't play to win the quarter, you play to win the game. Mm-hmm. What is this? Who cares when we win more quarters? Well, because it's know, a sir, statistic uh, yeah,
1: that in statistic. this series actually matters when you're what? providing context to what's going on.
0: What? Who, how about the uh, Sixers Heat? Who won more quarters? See, who pays attention to that? Uh, listen, content.
1: all I know is this. You can grasp to whatever you need to right now. Yeah. Okay, whatever is going to help you sleep as a Heat fan, do what you have to do. Yeah. If you want to ignore facts, that's
2: on you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what's going to happen. Do yep. so at your own peril. Unfortunately, I think your team is not going to be following too far behind. You that's do you, That's where Miami babe. is. <laughs> exactly. That's where they're at. I mean, I, right now, I mean, it's just the, – the, I didn't realize the Miami Heat fan base was so obnoxious. Neither did I. And I did I, not know that. I appreciate that. They might, they might be on par with some of the other more... Obnoxious fan bases that are out there—it's up there. It's certainly—they've
1: shown themselves this week to be that.
2: Yes, they are. Certainly, certainly so.
1: Tune into the ESPN Daily podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts, download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Right now, we actually head down to South Florida. Right now, to welcome in <laughs> ESPN Front Office Insider Mike Tannenbaum who joins us right now. Mike, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny today. We appreciate it. First of all, from the South Florida perspective, the Heat fans, can you give me a sense of what's going on down there among the Heat fans right now?
4: Yeah, there's some hope. There's some angst. But, um, look, it's a great-run organization, and Coach Bolster has done a great job for a long time. And I think what we're seeing is two really evenly matched teams where it's going to be, like, in my opinion, a – Seven game season probably go down to you know tatum versus butler in the fourth quarter and probably the way it should be but um i think you should make a really good argument that either team can win this thing
2: mike t you spent your career as a professional a lot of your career as a professional in nfl front offices evaluating talent and i know you keep your ear to the nba streets as well as the nfl streets from a talent standpoint who's the more talented team in this series boston or miami
4: Oh, boy, that that is, you know, if they're all healthy, i got to give a slight edge to Miami, and I'm not going to oh, say that. Oh, down here, here
2: we go. Now we can't, we can't, oh, we can't. We can't trust Mike Tana i tell you what. Here we go. It didn't here take long when you moved
1: to here South Florida. I know it's He's been a few years, but you are drinking that Miami heat he drink
2: right, juice. Let's move on to the NFL. <laughs> let's move on to the NFL. So, Mike T, Kyler Murray's not showing up for the OTAs for the Arizona Cardinals and we knew that he was unhappy about the contract situation and them going back and forth. Do you think the deal gets done, and does this ultimately end up being a big deal with him pulling a no-show so far this offseason?
4: Yeah, I do think a deal gets done, and he should be there. And I've said this to players often um, over the years, which is what they don't realize is the greatest pressure a player could put on an organization is that that comes from internally, meaning that Kyle Murray should be there picking players up from the airport, having dinner with them. Look, Kyle Murray's going to be in great shape. He's a great player, great athlete. That's undeniable. But being a quarterback is about being a CEO. You know, I said the same thing on get up the last few days, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers knowing the system. He's, he's been there for, you know, 4,000 years, but he should be hanging out with Christian Watson, getting to know him, creating meaningful relationships, understanding, you know, how he learns and, Just teach him how to be a pro, how to watch tape, you know, when to recover, what to eat, how to hydrate. There's so many things that Aaron Rodgers could be sharing with his teammates that I just find it disappointing when those leaders aren't there. Well, with that,
1: I mean, is that the case across the board, Mike, where it's important for everybody to be at OTAs? Or is it a case of uh, individual case-by-case basis, like with Rodgers and Watson?
4: Chris, let me tell you a story. When I was at the Jets, we had Jerry Rice speak to the team. And he said two things that resonate with me to this day. Number one, he never missed a special teams meeting. And number two, he wore a coat and tie to every game because it was his day at the office. And the whole idea of the special teams meeting was if it was important enough for Jerry Rice to be in that meeting, then everybody else had to be there, no excuses. And that's the whole point about the OTAs. Look, Aaron Rodgers, all-time great. He's not going to get better in April there, but his presence will make others come so they can get better. And let's remember this, guys. And, Chris, you're – An NFL player, you're one of the best athletes on the planet to do. But I'm sure, Chris, knowing you, one of the reasons was you worked your tail off. Mm -hmm. Like, you worked hard at getting better. You worked hard at being in shape and skill development. And let's not forget for these players, like, what got them there. Like, don't lose that. Stay there. Keep the work ethic. Do the little things on the margins. And if you do it in that facility – Others will follow.
2: Talking with the ESPN NFL front office, uh, uh, NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny and Mike T. We saw the comments from Ron Rivera yesterday regarding Terry McLaurin, saying that the contract would get done at some point. It's going to happen. Um, I, I just wonder with Terry McLaurin being a part of that receiver trio from 2019 that's angling to get paid, him, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf. Which one of those guys do you see getting paid? prior to training camp kicking off?
4: You know, McLaurin, to me, they just can't function without him. And, uh, like, those are all really good players. They're all incredibly important. But we have a coach coming out saying that, you know, Ron Rivera's beyond reproach. I mean, he's, you know, when he says something, you know, you got to take that to the bank. So I would fully expect McLaurin to get done between now and camp. Mike,
1: when you look at the situation in New England, and they haven't named their offensive coordinator yet, there's talk of Matt Patricia, there's talk of Joe Judge, who's working with the quarterbacks. This is the first time they've been without Josh McDaniels in a while. Is this a big deal up in New England right now?
4: I don't think so, and here's why. I think Bill Belichick sees some of himself in Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, two coaches he believes he plans. You know, Coach Belichick didn't work out well in Cleveland. You know, obviously the rest is history. All-time great. And both those guys didn't work out well in Detroit and the Giants. But the fact that he believes in them is all I need to know. And what's really interesting, guys, like if you look at John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, they had sort of varied paths to get to where they are. Both both had big special teams backgrounds. And I was around Brian Dayball, Eric Mangini in the former years of their careers, and they were on both sides of the ball. So I know that it's being – we're seeing it at a much higher level right now. But I, I don't think it's as big a deal as people are perceiving it to be.
2: Talking with ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny. And Mike T, one of the teams that I think is flying under the radar as we talk NFL shop this offseason is the Indianapolis Colts. Not only with the addition of Matt Ryan at quarterback, but what they did on the defensive side of the ball, adding playmakers on all three levels. Yannick Ngakwe they made the trade for, as well as Stephon Gilmer, at the cornerback position. What's your outlook for the Indianapolis Colts going into 2022?
4: Yeah. Fascinating to me. Like they should be right there. Um, in terms of the division with Tennessee. And I think Jacksonville's getting better. I think Houston's a million miles away, but I think Indy, if they get good quarterback play for Matt Ryan, which I think they will, um, I think they'll be right there. And uh, as you mentioned, I think Stefan Gilmore really gives them what they need. They have Kenny Moore, who's probably the best slot core in the league um, so it's probably a little bit of an underrated defense I think they're a, sort of a sneaky team because just given how well Carson Wentz played or didn't play down the stretch going back to that Jacksonville game all they had to do was win to get in and I think that's a game that Matt Ryan could certainly in my opinion played better this year than what Wentz did a year ago
1: Mike as usual you deliver we appreciate it
4: thanks Anytime you want NBA talk, I'm your man, guys.
1: <laughs> Mike Tenenbaum, ESPN, NFL front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin. Even he couldn't admit it, Carlin. Even he couldn't admit it. Oh, man. This has been Grinny, presented by Progressive Insurance
4: We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with. But we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So, kickstart your
0: morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News. Because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.